Welcome to Bovine Banter with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. I'm Lisa Holden, an Associate Professor of Dairy Science at Penn State. Joining us today is Dr. Rebecca Klopp, a calf and heifer specialist with Purina Nutrition. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Klopp. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role in the industry? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, so I grew up in Birch County, Pennsylvania. I went to Penn State for my bachelor's degree in animal science. After I finished my bachelor's degree, I went to Clemson University, which is in South Carolina, and I pursued a master's degree there. Um, my master's degree was focused on calf nutrition and management. Upon completing my master's degree, I then went to Purdue University, which is in Indiana, um, for my PhD. And again, very calf focused, um, but a little bit more in addition to nutrition and management, a little bit um, in the immune system. So looking at the innate and the adaptive immune system and how calves respond to being immune challenged. Um, I finished my PhD in December of 21, so just going on two years. And then that following January, I started my current role as a for specialist with Purina. And my, my role, I like to think of myself as a calf detective. So a lot of my job is going to farms, um, talking to producers, helping them to um, maximize their calf program, meet their goals, um, problem solve. Um, just kind of anything related to calves and how we can make them the healthiest, most efficient calves possible. Um, I should also mention, so I work for our Eastern dairy team, but I cover um, Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut, Virginia, and Maryland. So that's kind of my, my territory. Thanks for sharing that. I love that calf detective. Sometimes we all need a, a few of those skills. Um, <laughs> yep. So as we move through this series of Bovine Banner, we are focusing on raising calves, um, and this episode will cover information about cost considerations with different feeding and raising systems. So let's get started with our discussion. Um, first question for you, what are some common calf feeding strategies that could contribute profitably to, or positively, excuse me, to profitability? Yeah, Absolutely. So when it comes to calves and them being profitable, one struggle with calves is just that a lot of times we don't see that profitability until they're in our lactating herd. And the best way that we can set them up for success, so being healthy, meeting their genetic potential, that's how we are going to get the most profitability out of those animals. So some common feed strategies um, that I like to think of to help those calves get to that genetic potential and be as profitable as possible so one is pretty simple to start out um, is actually just making sure that they have water from day one. Um, so water is going to be huge for all biological functions. Um, we want these animals to be hydrated. It's going to help them through health challenges. If they're scouring, it's going to keep them healthy, keep them um, efficiently digesting those nutrients. So water is key and having that from day one. Um, another really important thing um, when we think of making sure these calves are profitable is getting that early growth and development into them. So the best way we know that when we feed our animals well early in life, it's going to lead to a more efficient animal um, and more profitability. So two things that I like to recommend is making sure that they are on a high plane of nutrition. So whether it's milk or milk replacer, it's a nutritious source and they are fed at a high rate. Again, the more nutrients we feed them, the better they're going to grow and the better they're going to produce for us in the lactating herd. 
And then um, a third strategy is just making sure that they have a high quality starter. So obviously we know calves are not on milk, specifically dairy calves are not on milk very long. So making sure they have a high quality starter that they can start nibbling on from very early in life so that when we are ready to wean them, they are ready to be transitioned to a solid feed. So those would kind of be my, my biggest three or just common strategies to make sure that we are as profitable as possible. Excellent. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about the cost of raising calves and how that's changed over the past few years? Yeah. So just like everything in life, you know, when we go to the grocery store, when we go, you know, clothing shopping, just like everything in life, um, we are not immune to inflation. So when we think about raising calves, whether it's labor, whether it's ingredient costs, um, transportation costs, all of these factors affect how much it's going to cost us to raise an animal, even drug costs. So unfortunately, I would say we have followed that trend just like the rest of the world and the United States that inflation has hit um, raising calves. And that's why it's really important that we raise these calves right to get the most profitability out of them um, because the cost to raise them is increasing and it will probably follow that trend. Thank you. So um, you gave us some great tips about feeding strategies that contribute to profitability. And we've seen many different types, or we do see many different types of calf raising and feeding systems on farms. Um, What would have the greatest impact on that cost of raising? Yeah, so the biggest things that are going to affect how much it costs to raise an animal. So I have kind of three big ones. Um, the, the number one thing, so obviously what we feed those animals, feed costs are going to be a a big contributor to how much money at the end of the day, how much money we have in that animal that it took to raise them. So feed costs are going to be huge. However, I would say feed costs are really important. So we want to make sure these animals are started off correctly. Um, we know that for every 0.1 pound increase of average daily gain, it's going to equate to 155 pounds more in that tank when they're in their first lactation. Um, So feeding costs is going to be a big one when it comes to raising calves, but is definitely really important. And again, making sure that calves have high quality feeds in front of them that they want to consume and feeding them enough of these nutrients. So that's going to be huge. I would say another really big factor that's going to determine how much it costs to raise these animals is our labor costs. But I would also say this is huge. I think when when I go to farms, sometimes the biggest factor that's contributing to how well those animals are raised is the person that's doing it. So making sure we have good people working with our calves, making sure that they're able to, you know, they're, they're patient, they're working with them. End of the day, these are babies. They sometimes need a little extra time. Um, so working with them, making sure they can identify sickness. So having a good person there to raise your calves is really important. And then I would say the the third factor that that really impacts, again, the total cost that it, that it takes to raise an animal is health costs. Now, I would say with, with labor and with feed, you know, we have to feed the animal, we have to have somebody taking care of our animal. 
But health costs are one of those that I think we can affect the most by making sure that these animals aren't getting sick, you know, making sure things are clean, making sure again, that they have the good, good nutrients, we maybe have some preventative measures to prevent them from getting sick, because the time, the time to treat calves, the potential loss in growth and efficiency if they get sick, um, if you need to call in your vet, you know, if you're using antibiotics, things like that, all of these majorly affect the cost to raise that animal. So if we're able to do things to prevent them from getting sick, we're not going to even have that cost. So I would say that's kind of uh, a big one. If we have a really a calf that keeps getting sick. That's going to be a major factor in how much it takes to raise that animal. And at the end of the day, if we have a calf that we end up losing or that we sell, we lose that potential completely. You know, you can't, we can't raise a protective, productive animal that we don't have. So just making sure that they stay healthy. So that prevention is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've given us a lot of great information to think about for our producers. Um, Can I ask you to summarize a bit? So what are the top three tips that you would share with our dairy farmers to enhance the economics of their calf raising? Yeah, so top three. So don't be afraid to feed your animals a high plane of nutrition. I think that that is really key. Um, Again, I know I've mentioned this in prior questions, but we know that the more we feed them at that young age, it's really going to set the stage for that animal later in life. It's going to, there's a lot of mammary development, rumen development. Um, They are most efficient at this time in their life. So the nutrients that we give them, they're going to be most efficient at using those nutrients for growth and development than any other phase in in their life. So making sure that they have that high plane of nutrition, good feed ingredients in front of them that's going to help them grow and again, meet that genetic potential. Um, Another tip that I would say to enhance your, your economics, so making sure that, so stress is huge with animals. And I would say this early life, on this early period in their life is sometimes the most stressful. And I think a major way that we can affect the economics of calves is just by reducing stress. So just like dairy cows, just like a lot of animals, they like consistency, any kind of change is going to stress them. And with calves, we have everything from vaccinating to dehorning, to weaning, to grouping, to moving pens. So if we're able to minimize these stresses, even, you know, even things that we can't um, really affect, like weather, you know, during the winter, as we're getting, you know, going into winter, we can bed heavier, we can use calf blankets, we can put warm water in front of them. If it's heat stress, you know, we can provide them maybe with a midday feeding of electrolytes um, to reduce that stress. So anything that we can do to reduce stress and minimize compounding stresses. So again, weaning is a perfect example of this. A lot of times we're weaning animals, we're changing their feed. Maybe not only are we taking them off of milk, but we're also changing the grain that they're getting, that they're exposed to. Um, We're grouping them, we're moving them, we're vaccinating them. So just thinking about every time that you're doing something to that animal or changing something, it's going to stress them. So trying to reduce the stress and reduce the number of stressors that are happening um, at one time. Um, And then another thing, so the third tip that I would say to enhance the economics of, of raising calves 
would just be, I think a, a big factor, like I said, is the person that you have that's working with those animals. So making sure that it is somebody that knows, understands animals, wants what's best for them, is going to understand if they're getting sick, if they need treated, um, try to do more preventative. So someone that's just really looking at those calves daily and wants what's best for them is going to be a huge factor that affects the economics it takes to raise a calf. Thank you. So we really appreciate your time and being with us here today. Do you have a takeaway message that you would like to share with our audience? Yeah, so we this is actually a saying that we kind of have within Purina, but we only get one chance to start our calves off right. And I think that that is huge. Whatever is happening to them early in life is going to affect them later. And it's sometimes hard to see the end goal when you're looking at a two-week-old calf. Um, but what they go through early in life sets the stage for everything that's going to follow them. And if we aren't developing them enough as a baby, they're going to be stunted and they're never going to completely catch up and meet that genetic potential later in life. So, yep, we only get one chance to start them off right. So we got to make sure that we're we're giving them all of the all of the goods and making sure we're keeping them healthy and growing efficiently. Thank you, Dr. Klopp, for talking with us today, and thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to tune in next Tuesday, where Ginger Fenton is going to host the final podcast in this calf management series.